You are now listening to the Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. I was walking down the street today, and uh, there's this dude who's always complaining about um, how hungry he is. And I saw him, and I was just about to say what's up, and then I saw that he was eating a hamburger. So congratulations, America. We solved hunger. Right? Because, like, that one guy who's hungry is eating, so, like, this hunger is over, right? No, it's not. Well, I, I guess I better welcome you to the Grio Daily, the only podcast that'll tell you why black excellence is a straw man argument. I bet, like, if you watch or listen or talk to people, uh, about some of the subjects that we talk about on this podcast, you've probably heard the argument that I'm about to explain to you about how racism is over because Oprah's rich. Or, or like, if, if, if America was so racist, how can Barack Obama become president? Or, or his one, his one. Like, what about Jay-Z and Beyonce? Like, if, if we oppress everybody, how could they be rich? Or, or here's, here's my favorite one. You have money, and you have everything you need, so why are you complaining about racism? And, and at the heart of that argument is this idea of black excellence. Like, if one person overcomes the odds, you know, like the white people like to call them the odds. He overcame the odds. I don't even know what, like what, I, I think the odds is racism. Is racism an odd? I guess so. Like, I didn't ever think about it like that. But uh, I guess right, white supremacy is, like white supremacy, okay, I understand it now. Like white supremacy is kind of odd when you think about it. Like, like to identify somebody who like, don't season their food and can't clap on beat as supreme, that would be kind of odd. So I guess like racism or whiteness is is an odd. But you know, when somebody overcomes the odds or, uh, you know, they, they like to explain that or use that person as an example of how all black people can achieve if they just, you know, I guess put, his, like, put their nose to the grindstone is uh, pull themselves up by their bootstraps, um, uh, use some elbow. It's just always a body part. Um, you know, if they do that hard work, uh, focus on education, then you can achieve to look at blah, blah, blah. But anybody, anybody black who has, again, overcome the odds, becomes an example of why racism doesn't exist anymore. And I never understand this argument, right? Like America used to be at war and now we're not at war. So apparently war doesn't exist anymore. Or like one time, for real, and this is true, right? I saw a bird that can swim. So apparently birds are fit now, right? Or war, war. When birds, if a bird can't fly, does it mean all the birds stop flying? Birds don't fly anymore? Like, the stupidity of that argument, though, again, is based on the idea that one person 
who slip through white people's system of oppression becomes the example of how there is no more oppression, right? Like if you didn't drown in the pool, then apparently all human beings can float now, right? So to dismantle this argument, first of all, you have to understand like white people know like 17 successful black people, right? And not only do they know very few, but the fact that they can literally name like all of the black billionaires is proof that there is economic oppression in America, right? Like, like it's some white man right now somewhere who is richer than the richest black man in America. And like, you don't even know his name, but you know all of the black billionaires name. It's only like Robert F. Smith, Oprah, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Jay-Z, Rihanna. I'm probably forgetting somebody, uh, P. Diddy, Kanye, I think he was before we started tripping on uh, Adidas. And I think that's about it, right? Like, that's it. It ain't, there are no, like, black billionaires who just was born to a parent of billionaires or who was born into, like, the Walton family and just inherited their wealth. Every black person had to work and come up with something that had ne almost never existed before. Be like, Jay-Z is, like, you can't even name the top five rappers without naming Jay-Z, right? He is literally the best person who ever rapped in the world's most popular music genre, right? And he's, like, barely a billionaire, right? Oprah is the probably the most successful television personality in the history of television. Definitely, probably in talk TV or, or like non-scripted TV. And she's like basically barely a billionaire. It's like, again, some white person right now who invented like the semicolon sitting on $200 million, $200 billion right now. And like Elon Musk has never invented anything. He never, uh, he's, he's not an engineer. And he's like the richest man in the world, right? And then next to him is Jeff Bezos, who like sells stuff that other people make in a store that really is not a store or the internet that he didn't create. Like, like no shade to Amazon or, or Jeff Bezos, but like he, like, he ain't a thousand times smarter than the smartest black person in the world. He's just a thousand times richer. He's not a thousand times more creative. He's not a thousand times the businessman that like Robert F. Smith is. He's just a lot richer. And Robert F. Smith isn't proof that any black person can make it in a world where there are so few Robert F. Smith. Like the richest the smartest black man in America right now probably ain't no billionaire. So these people, even though we celebrate black excellence, it is not proof that America ain't still doing all of the stuff that it has always done throughout the, its history. What it proves is that by using these specific examples 
over and over again. And because these examples are so few and far between that white people can name them at the drop of a hat, that oppression, racism still exists. Like, just because like 17 black people escaped the claws of this machine that America created doesn't mean that the machine doesn't exist. And that's why we celebrate black excellence because, man, it is great to see black people achieve something. But that don't mean that we can emulate whatever they did and do the same thing. And see, that's the crazy part about this country, right? Like, to become successful when you're not burdened with navigating race only requires that you not mess up, right? Like, like you, you can snort cocaine and you still can achieve. Like, you know, white people use drugs at a higher rate, right? Because the police arrest black people for drugs at three times the rate. So using drugs is not an obstacle for whiteness, right? Like getting a great education is not like all they got to do is navigate the better schools and a better education system. And once they finish that, they can get into the colleges that look at those schools and that better education system to pluck from it the people who they want to achieve. But we ain't in those schools. So we got to navigate a less funded, a lower funded school, uh, a school system that they don't even look at. And if we can get to the top of the pile that they have thrown away, then maybe what all you got to do is just swim along with the current if you're not black. And that's why those people are not examples for us. Black excellence has as much to do with the supremacy of whiteness as it has to do with the excellence of blackness. You gotta have a little bit of luck. You gotta have some excellence. You gotta have some smarts and intelligence and hard work but that ain't all you need. You need some luck if you're black. You need to not get swept away by the opposing current. You need to tell your friends about this podcast, though. You need to download that real app. You need to subscribe on every platform you can. And you also need to sit down for a couple more seconds and let me tell you our saying of the day. And today's saying is, Black excellence is redundant because all black people are excellent. We'll see you next time on The Drill Daily. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review, download The Drill app, subscribe to the show, and share it with everyone you know. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to podcast at thegrill.com. I'm political scientist, author, and professor, Dr. Christina Greer, and I'm host of The Blackest Questions on the GRIO's Black Podcast Network. 
This person invented ranch dressing around 1950. Who are they? I have no idea. This all began as an exclusive Black History trivia party at my home in Harlem with family and friends. And they got so popular, it seemed only right to share the fun with our griot listeners. Each week, we invite a familiar face on the podcast to play. What was the name of the person who was an enslaved chief cook for George Washington and later ran away to freedom? In 1868, this university was the first in the country to open a medical school that welcomed medical students of all races, genders, and social classes. What university was it? No, th this is why I like doing stuff with you because I leave educated. I was not taught this in Alabama public schools. Question yeah. number three, you ready? Yes, yeah. I'm okay. just trying to redeem myself. How did we go from Kwanzaa to like these obscure- We got a sport, darling. This is like the New York Times crossword from a Monday to a Saturday right or wrong, because all we care about is the journey and having some fun while we do it. I'm excited and also a little nervous. Oh, listen, no need to be nervous. And as I tell all of my guests, this is an opportunity for us to educate ourselves because Black history that. is American history. So we're just going to have some fun. Listen, some people get zero out of five. Some people get five out of five. It doesn't matter. We're just going to be on a little intellectual journey together. Latoya Cantrell? That's right, Mayor okay. Latoya Cantrell. Hercules Posey. Mm. Born in 1754, and he was a member of the Mount Vernon slave community widely admired for his culinary skills. I'm going to guess Afropunk. Close. It's okay. Afro-Nation. So last year, according to my research, it's Samuel Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. I, I, am, I am disputing this. I'm very, 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 very 99.9999 sure that it is Representative John Lewis, who is also from the state of Alabama. That lets you know, Christina, we got some goodness come out of Alabama. There is something in the water in Alabama, and you are absolutely correct. The harder they come. Close. Oh, wait, uh, the harder they fall? That's right. I'm one of those people that, that just changes one word. I mean, I know the show too well. I just don't know nothing today. It's I'm going to pour myself a little water while you tell me the answer. The answer is Seneca Village, which began in 1825 with the purchase of land by a trustee of the AME Zion Church. You know why games like this make me nervous? I don't know if I know enough black. Do I know enough? How black am I? Oh, my Lord. They, they gonna, we going to find out in public. So give us a follow, subscribe, and join us on The Blackest Questions.